Let us pray. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again in another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Jeremiah 18.4 As the words of today's reading echo deep in my ears, may the truths be etched on my heart like tattoos. For today is the day that I accept my call to be set apart and consecrated to do great works for your name, Heavenly Father. When doubts begin to arise in my mind, like Jeremiah, I thank you that your word will rise up within me like a flame and burn all limiting beliefs that seek to hold me back. Your word in Jeremiah 1.5 says that before I was in my mother's womb, you had already called me. So I thank you that no name, no words, no harmful lies that were ever spoken over my life can bear any weight. Because before they spoke them, you already spoke blessing of purpose over me. Whether I had people who believed in me or people who doubted me, it doesn't take away from my calling and my destiny. Therefore, like Jeremiah, I will stand tall and speak what you tell me to speak. I will build what you called me to build, knowing that nothing can stop the momentum of my life, because the potter of my life has me on his wheel of destiny and in his hands. I am molded and created for greatness. And I thank you, Lord, that through you it shall be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com The Broken Pot In our last story, Josiah continued his reform over the nation of Judah. He cut down all the remnants of old idols and reinstated the Passover to remember the freedom in God. However, the people continued to long after their corrupt ways. The Lord gave Josiah a gentle warning. Judgment was coming upon Judah for all its past sins. There would be a reckoning for all the innocent souls that were led astray by past kings. Now we peer into the life and calling of Jeremiah, who was a prophet during the reign of Josiah. We learn of Jeremiah's first call from God and the images that were shown to him, inspired by the book of Jeremiah. Hello and welcome once again to the Bible in a Year podcast. This is Jack Graham. And in our last reading, we heard how Josiah brought the people back to God, reading the book of the law, the covenant to them, and calling them to renew their faith in God, the covenant that God had made with Israel in the days of Moses. He then went through the land and destroyed altars and shrines to honor God and protect people from falling back into idolatry and spiritual bondage. Josiah had already received word from God that his people would be judged for their unfaithfulness. 
And today, we'll see the beginning of this time with the initial call of the prophet who would have great significance in the story of God's people. That prophet is Jeremiah. So, let's listen to God's Word today. In the days of King Josiah the righteous, Jeremiah was walking in the temple courtyards. It was dusk, and the sky was a shimmering amber. Jeremiah watched the sun slide behind the horizon. The west wind whistled gently, and the trees beside the temple swayed to the evening lullaby. Jeremiah sat down as the daylight left the land. He was a very young man. Often he sought the Lord in the coolness of nightfall. As Jeremiah closed his eyes, he could hear a quiet voice in the wind, along with it a gentle warmth and presence. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah as he sat beside the temple. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, Jeremiah. His voice was firm and strong, but refreshing to the soul. Jeremiah was equally mesmerized and afraid. Before you were born, I set you apart for the nations. I have chosen you as a prophet to them. You shall be the declarer of my wisdom and judgment. The Lord spoke past Jeremiah's mind and straight to his heart. Jeremiah quivered at the Lord's call. He knew that the position of prophet was a great responsibility. With it came trials, judgment, and persecution. My God, Jeremiah stuttered, I do not know how to speak your truth. I am only a boy. How could I do such things? Do not say to me, I am too young, the Lord replied. Wherever I call you, you will go. What I tell you, you speak. Fear is for those who do not have my presence. A bright light then burst through his mind's eye, and Jeremiah was swept into the presence of God. He felt a hand stretch out to him and touch his mouth. Behold, I have placed my words in your mouth. You are to be set apart to watch over all the nations and kingdoms. You shall witness the building and breaking of all things before you. Jeremiah turned his mind's eyes forward. He saw a budding almond branch slowly growing before him and budding beautiful little flowers. He heard the Lord behind him asking, Jeremiah, what do you see? I see an almond branch, Jeremiah whispered. Yes, you see well. It, like everything else, grows according to my word, the Lord replied. Now what do you see? Jeremiah felt the whistling wind pick up as he was shown the image of a pot facing north. The pot was over a fire and the water was simmering into a boil. Jeremiah watched as the boiling water grew heavier, eventually spilling over onto the fire below. I see a boiling pot, Jeremiah answered God. It is facing away from the north. The Lord continued. This time his tone was intense and filled with warning. Out of the north disaster is boiling. Soon the kingdoms of the north will boil over onto the land of Judah. They shall come and it will be with my permission for I am allowing them to come into the land as judgment for Judah's past sins. They will burn and break, but they shall not destroy, for I am still a merciful God. Jeremiah still struggled to completely understand the will of God. Although he was meant to be a messenger of the Lord, that did not mean he was particularly equipped to give it. 
The Lord was gracious to Jeremiah and showed him several images of his plan to help explain. Arise and go down to the potter's house in Jerusalem. There I will show you my will. So Jeremiah packed his things and made his way to the potter's house. It was dawn by the time Jeremiah made it, and the potter was already hard at work. The rooms smelled like clay and campfire. Jeremiah watched as the potter worked at his wheel. The clay spun fast on the wheel, tamed by the potter's guiding hands. Jeremiah watched as the potter gracefully worked his hands up and down the clay, molding it into a tall and thin shape. The vessel continued to spin on the wheel. However, it began to wobble and lose its thin frame. The top began to sag and its edges became sloppy. Jeremiah became worried that the pot was ruined and expected the potter to throw away the clay and start over. Instead, the potter pressed his fist down on the top of the clay. It continued to spin and form into a round and wide bowl. Jeremiah's eyes widened as he saw the potter form a pot far more beautiful than the one before. The potter meticulously designed the handles and spun the pot into a marvelous work of art. Jeremiah did not realize it, but he was crying watching the potter work. The Lord then spoke to Jeremiah's heart. Can I not do the same thing that the potter has done? God said softly. The clay in the potter's hand was unruly and unbalanced. It had to be broken down to make something more marvelous. Jeremiah watched the potter as he listened to the Lord. I am shaping disaster so that something more splendid may be made. Jeremiah was filled with purpose after this. He left the potter's house and began to call out the declarations of God in the temple courtyards and the city streets. Amen your ways, Jeremiah declared. Turn from your evil ways and embrace your Savior. Much of Jeremiah's words fell on deaf ears. People passed and paid no attention. In fact, many of them began to grumble at his words. Yet Jeremiah continued to speak. We have turned our backs on God. He says to us, My people have forgotten me like a bride running away from his groom. As Jeremiah spoke the words given to him by God, his heart began to break. He could feel the hurt in the Lord's words. He loved his people. And year after year, since freeing them from slavery, they had found new ways to turn away from him. Sorrow filled his heart, so he continued to proclaim the warnings of God unashamed. This caused some elders to conspire against Jeremiah and send him threats. He did not cease preaching. He leaned on God for courage and pressed on. It was midday, and Jeremiah was outside the temple gates proclaiming the word of the Lord. He spoke with the love and intensity of God, warning people to repent and turn back to their first love. Pashur, the chief officer and priest, watched Jeremiah from afar. He could not stand the man speaking as though he was the only mouthpiece of God. Jealousy dug its roots down deep into his heart. Eventually, hatred boiled over in him. He picked up a club that was often used to protect the priests in case of a robbery, and stormed towards Jeremiah. The prophet could barely see the shadow of Pashur before the club struck him over the side of his face. Jeremiah fell onto the floor and smacked his head on the cobblestone floor. Disoriented, Jeremiah stumbled to his knees, only to be kicked in the jaw. Blood dripped from his mouth. He finally glanced up to see Pashur looming over him. 
Before Jeremiah could say a word, he received a swift kick in the ribs. He could feel them crack on impact. Writhing in pain, Jeremiah managed to open his eyes, only to see the club descending down once again, knocking him unconscious. Jeremiah woke up the next day. The sun was beating down on the back of his neck. He tried to move his hands to rub it, but could not. Regaining consciousness, Jeremiah discovered that his head and hands were bound in the stocks outside the temple gates. People passed by him, giving him grim looks of disapproval or hatred. Jeremiah hung there all day, receiving the spitting and ridicule of passerbyers. He did not stop praying the entire time. Although many of his prayers were asking God to release him, he maintained his mission to preach repentance. The day was drawing to a close and Jeremiah could hear the footsteps of Pashur behind him. Without a word, Pashur released him from the stocks and began to walk away. Jeremiah cleared his throat. His head was throbbing due to dehydration and the beating from the day before. He stood to his feet and stuttered out a few words. The Lord no longer calls you, Pashur. Jeremiah said. The officer turned his head in curiosity. Jeremiah looked him deeply in the eyes. You are no longer called Pashur, but terror on every side. Pashur reached for his club to give Jeremiah another beating, but Jeremiah continued, this time with the full intensity of God behind his words. Thus says the Lord, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all who love you. Pashur froze, listening to Jeremiah intently. They shall all fall by the sword of Babylon. All of Judah will be given into the hand of the great northern kingdom. Your friends shall be carried away as captives, and all the wealth of the city shall be taken, and you, Pashur, will be carried away as a captive. You shall die as a captive, like many. Pashur fled from the prophet, and Jeremiah fell to his knees and wept. He lamented that he was given the role of warning Judah. He wanted to stop. He wanted to cease preaching the word of the Lord. However, as Jeremiah prayed to the Lord, he knew that he must continue. If I did not preach your truth, there would be a fire in my bones to speak. I cannot help but proclaim your name. I would be weary if I held it in. Jeremiah felt the heart of God. He would preach to people who would not listen. He would love people that would hate him in return. This was the burden and calling of a shepherd. Today's reading begins with a calling. God's voice goes out to a young man in the courtyard of God's temple. Jeremiah, that man, wasn't expecting this, but God had planned things for him since before he was conceived, even in his mother's womb. If there was ever any doubt how God views the unborn, The words he speaks to Jeremiah leaves us no doubt. There was a prophet in the womb of this woman, his mother. God knew him and had a purpose for him before his life began, and that life began when he was conceived. A calling from God is a privilege, and it should not be taken lightly. Jeremiah seemed to understand the depth and gravity of this call. This would be costly and often uncomfortable. People would even hate him and want to take his life. And his first reaction is to object. I'm too young to speak for you, was his reply. But God was not interested in Jeremiah's objection or excuses. Still, he encouraged the young man, saying in Jeremiah 1.8, Do not be afraid of them, 
for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. God was reminding Jeremiah what we also need to hear, that he who calls us is greater than any obstacle that we face, that if God be for us, who can be against us? We should always listen to the still small voice, to the word of God that calls us to his service. The Lord then gave Jeremiah a vision, a pot filled with water over a fire. The pot was pointing north, and the fire brought the water to a boil. God then gave Jeremiah understanding of what it meant. God's judgment was coming from the north to punish Judah for its past sins. This would only happen with God's permission, a reminder of the Lord's total sovereignty and supremacy. God would use a foreign enemy for his purposes, to correct and cleanse his own people. And though the enemy would invade, burn, and break Judah, they would not destroy the people. Jeremiah was beginning to understand, but he still needed more. The Lord showed him many things that were going to happen, and yet he struggled to grasp God's plan. We then heard how God sent him to the house of a potter. It was time for an object lesson. He watched as the potter worked the wheel, spinning the clay and shaping it into a pot. But the clay lost its shape and all seemed lost. But rather than toss out the clay, the potter began to work it again. God used this to explain how he can use brokenness in our own lives to shape his people. Jeremiah was filled with confidence and went about speaking God's words and warnings to all who would listen. Unfortunately, not many did. They turned away from God and his word. And just like the prophets who had come before him, Jeremiah faced opposition, hatred, and even physical harm. We heard the story of Pashur, the chief of priests, who was so angry he beat Jeremiah and placed him in stocks to be ridiculed by those who passed by. But just as God had promised, in the end, those like Pashur did not prevail against Jeremiah, and he continued working for God's purposes. Speaking God's truth is not always easy, but we should surely always speak God's words. Whether in ancient Judah or in our culture today, when we speak God's truth, it can be costly. It can be tiring. It can be frightening. But as Jeremiah testified, he had no choice but to cry out with God's word. Holding it in was not an option. And even when we speak to people who do not listen, it is our calling as Christians to be witnesses of the good news, the gospel of Christ, and to reach as many people as we can with God's truth. This was what God was doing through Jeremiah and what God wants to do through you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you would give us strength and courage to always stand for you and your truth, even when people don't listen or are even hostile. Give us the resolve and the resilience, the courage and the bravery to speak your words with clarity and conviction. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer the priority of your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone you love because the Word of God will make a tremendous difference in people's lives. And if you want to know more as to how you can grow in your Christian life and faith, how you can develop as a follower of Jesus into a strong, dynamic witness, then be sure and visit jackgraham.org.
We have multiple resources there available for you. Again, that's jackgraham.org. God bless you and good day. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.